This is Ryan Holiday, and you're listening to Five Questions with Dan Chabell. You're listening to the Five Questions podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Chabell. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is best-selling author, marketer, and entrepreneur, Ryan Holiday. Since Ryan was last on the show, he's written a new book called Discipline is Destiny, The Power of Self-Control. We discuss ideas, thoughts, and examples from the book during this episode. Ryan, welcome to Five Questions. Yeah, thanks for having me. Why did you choose to focus on self-discipline for this book after others in your Stoic Virtue series? So there's four cardinal virtues, the first of which is courage, and then the other three are temperance, justice, and wisdom. So temperance isn't the sexiest of words and the easiest to wrap their head around. So I rendered temperance instead as self-discipline, which the ancients saw as a component of temperance. And to me, self-discipline is the thing that makes the world go round. It's what drives someone to be successful in their career. It's also what allows them to be happy in their personal lives. We often think you know, that pleasure is what we want, but if taken too far, that pleasure can become quite painful. So when I think of the recipe for a good, content, productive, purposeful life, being in command of oneself, one's urges, one's desires, one's emotions, one's actions is like the most important thing that there is. And speaking of that, what are some of the ways we can control our emotions, thoughts, and actions, especially in today's culture of overabundance, excess, and distraction? That's the tricky thing. I mean, social media, for instance, is designed to provoke and antagonize us, right? This is what drives us to share, whether it's because we really love something or we really hate something, whether we're really pissed off about something or confused about something or scared about something. So these extreme emotions are exacerbated by these platforms that are designed by really smart people who want us to feel engaged like that. I try to limit my access to those things. Of course, I have social media accounts, but I don't have them on my phone in my pocket all the time. Steve Jobs famously, you know, only wore the same thing every day. He's trying to limit the choices he had to make. And that's an important thing for a leader. It's not just like, hey, I want to reduce the amount of time that I have to spend in the morning picking out what shirt I'm going to wear. It's also by limiting the potential choices you make in the course of a day, it's less likely you're going to make the wrong choice. So for me, like I get up at the same time every day. I write at the same time every day. I don't use my phone for a certain amount of time in the morning. The point is, if I just wake up and I do what I feel like, chances are I'm often going to do the wrong thing or something that felt good in the moment but causes long-term regret, pain, frustration, et cetera. So by creating systems or structures or a routine that you stick to, you increase the chances you'll make the right thing. And in a weird way, you reduce the amount of self-discipline that you need. And I think this book is especially relevant in, in this topic because over the past two years, a decent percentage of the, at least the American population is work remote, at least yes. sometimes, but many full-time. Whereas you and I have work remote. I, I mean, I'm 11 plus years. Yes. You've done it for a very long time too. It's harder for people without that structure of going to the office, you know, getting there right. at eight, leaving at five. Like that is structure that is set when you go to the office. But once you remove that and there's no commute, more of it is on you to be self-disciplined. And in your books, you profile historical figures. Who would be the best spokesperson for self-discipline and who would be the worst? Ooh, that's a great, that's a great question. I'm fascinated by Queen Elizabeth II, right? Here you have the head 
of Great Britain, the United Kingdom, the biggest commonwealth on the planet. At one point, she ruled over one sixth of the Earth's surface. No one gets to tell her what to do. And yet there are all these sort of unwritten rules and boundaries and protocols, they call them, that she chooses to follow. And so to me, it's a great example of the paradox of being a leader, which is, again, you get to do whatever you want, but you actually can't let yourself do whatever you want. And so when I think about someone who served every day for basically seven decades, who has all this wealth, all this freedom, she, she's above the law in so many ways, but chooses to be strictest with herself about those rules. And so much of what she chooses not to do are the things that you and I could never manage. I mean, imagine you're the head of this enormous thing and all the decisions that it makes are ostensibly in your name. You're the representative of those things, but you have actually have very little power over them. And your main thing is that you cannot get involved. You cannot express your opinion. You cannot say that you dislike this person or that person. You cannot show emotion. She has to be so stone-faced, so in command of herself. In private, she can, of course, do what she likes. But publicly, there is this great amount of scrutiny on her position. And she has to keep those emotions under check, which I think is true for all of us. Now a word from our sponsor. Cornerstone could be your North Star for navigating the future of work. Over 75 million people use Cornerstone every day to help them build the essential power skills they need to grow, adapt, and be ready for the future. Cornerstone creates the tools needed to manage your talent by delivering dynamic ways to upskill your employees to where the market is evolving. They offer an innovative skill development solution that delivers immediate, actionable insights and connects people with the essential skills they need to adapt, grow, and be future ready. To add the tools you and your people need to power the future ready workforce, visit CSOD.com today. That's CSOD.com to learn more and schedule a demo. You know, you've done so many books. Every time I'm like, how many books have you written? It's like, I almost don't want to guess because I feel like it won't be accurate. So taking a lot of what you learned about self-discipline just in your own kind of career and then through writing and researching because you're, you have a very extensive kind of researching philosophy for books. How have you disciplined yourself to write this book? As I'm interviewing with you today, I'm also in the process of writing the next one, right? I'm always working. So I celebrate, one thing I do is I celebrate the completion of a project by starting the next one. I heard a great quote from an, NF, an NFL quarterback once. He said, if you stay ready, you never have to get ready, right? So I, I like to constantly be doing it. That's a big part of my my philosophy. You know, it's like when you get out of shape, then you got to get back in shape, right? If you don't put the weight on, you don't have to lose it. So I think about sort of always being in the process of doing it. But because of that, I also have to be self-disciplined about burnout, about overdoing it. So I try to have a routine. I try to have a structure. There's a great writing rule. I love just a couple crappy pages a day. Being self-disciplined doesn't mean that you're a perfectionist. It doesn't mean that you grind yourself into dust. To me, it means I show up every day, I do what I can that day, I try to make a positive contribution. And I know that if I follow this process, if I'm diligent in it, at the end of it, I'll have something that can be polished and refined and turned into to the standards that I insist on my published work being. But I try not to whip myself day to day into producing perfect words, because I know that's not possible. I think that makes a lot of sense. And just thinking about the books that I've written, each one, the feedback that I got, just even doing interviews like you're doing now, of course, that influenced me for the next one. It kind of gave me ideas yes. like, oh, the audience is looking for this. Maybe I should skew to this for the next book. So I think that that's probably helped you too. And what's your best piece of career advice? 
do something that only you can do. Each of us is born with a totally unique set of DNA and skills and experiences. To go do something because other people are doing it is, I think, actually a bad career strategy, right? That's competition. But it's also just like a bad use of the very limited amount of time that you have on this planet. You should do the thing that you were put here to do, which is to be yourself and to bring that uniqueness to something. Right. And so I hate imitation. There's something sad about it, you know, when people are doing something because, hey, everyone is into this right now. That's not only not a recipe for success, it's also a formula, I think, for wasting the gifts that you've been given. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Ryan. To follow his journey, you can read his book, Discipline is Destiny, and find him on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, where he shares his appearances and quotes from Stoic philosophers. To watch the full extended video version of this episode, go to youtube.com slash Bell, and please remember to rate and review the 5 Questions podcast on iTunes. Mm-hmm.